It's a mashup. Should I say mashup next time? You could say mashup so if you want. So your pea yeah. brain can fucking understand. If you want to, I, I'm sorry. The, the complex. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you fucked up. Like we've ne- we never fuck up words, right? I don't. Where we're fucking. Br- oh, mm, I don't. Mm, mm. <laughs> so I, I'll use I'll oh, use oh. I'll use easy words so your peon brain can understand the complex nomenclature of my you're, complex you're, brain. Fuck! <laughs> 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 I'm gonna pick him up. I I all right. Up. What are you going to give this one? Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! You all right over there? Yeah. Over there? Over there? You right over there? Right there, over there. <laughs> all right, this is Asinine Radio. This is the big music podcast. This is the greatest music podcast ever made. That's true. We're the Joe Rogan of music podcasts. <sighs> God, you, you, really, you really kill the mood every time, huh? Dude, Joe Rogan's the number one podcast in the world. What the hell are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm doing like a little scratch and sniff thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, if you didn't know, uh, my name is Tyler. On the other end is Jeff. And we're actually in the same room. We're in the same room for the first time in many, many moons. And uh, we're doing the pod here together. We decided to keep it uh, Orange County season this time around. So we're doing, uh, we're doing the Vandals today. Um, I won't say which album yet, if you didn't already know. But we're doing that. But before we get into the actual meat and potatoes of the album, with a lot of bands and a lot of artists that we do on the pod, we like to rank their albums. We like to listen to all their stuff, all of their music, and rank it from worst to to last buzzfeed actually got like the whole like ranking phenom thing from us they did this is very very true yes and i know i know jeff has been pestering me the last day about my rankings like all he wants to know is where my where all the vandals records sit in my rankings and i'm glad i'm so important that he wants to constantly talk about me no i want to know how shitty your rankings are (laughs) that's what i want to know well jeff do you just want to get right into it oh i was going to say too uh, go to iTunes. Go rate, review, and subscribe to us in there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And that's it. That's all. Good day, Let's folks. get right into our rankings, Jeff. Um, I did want to mention real quick, because Jeff's been really distracted, so I've just been talking a lot. But there, what, what do you want me to say? What do you uh, I was going to say right now is we're not going to be putting the Peace Through Vandalism EP within EP. our... EP. Within our uh, our rankings, because Jeff's being a little butt about it. No, we established before this started that they the Vandals had ten albums. We did ten albums. I uh, for extra I, credit I, I, for I, extra credit. I, I also listened to Peace Through Vandalism just because I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna start from the beginning, and that's what I did. But I did not put in my rankings because that was not predetermined that we would do ten ten albums plus one EP. Because Jeff's butt, he's a butt. So. We're not going to talk about that, but do you have a favorite song off that uh, that EP? Yeah, Anarchy Burger. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, it's 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 iconic. It's fun. It's 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 just a cool sounding punk song. That EP is good though. Like I like that kind of EP. old school like verb vocal thing that they got kind of like the Offspring, and mm-hmm. it's good. I like it. Absolutely, I, I'm with you. Anarchy Burger is my favorite burger. 
is Very my favorite good. on it. And uh, it's one of the few songs from that era of the band that they still play. That's cool. It's cool, man. Cool stuff. So Panic let's get in. Burger, hold the government. Yeah. Um, let's get into the worst, the worst Vandals record. Mind you, I don't think any Vandals record is bad. Just obviously some are better than others. I wouldn't rate any of these Vandals record, probably anything lower than a 1.75. That's fair. Out of our three-point rating system, yes. which is, if you don't know, three yes. is a perfect album. Two is a good album that you're going to continue to listen to. One is a bad album, but give it a shot. Give it a listen. It doesn't hurt to try. And zero is just don't even bother. Just burn the record. <laughs> but don't burn it like in a way that you want to listen to it. Here. Just like actually with a fire, burn it. Uh-huh. Yeah, see what see what I did there? Yeah, that was good. Dating myself. Um, yeah. Speaking of dating, uh, my worst Vandals album is the Internet Dating Super Studs. <laughs> that, that worked out really well. That worked way better than I thought. Oh yeah, that's that's that is the worst of the Vandals. But again, it's not bad. No, I did all. have a good time listening to it. My favorite song is Disproportionate Head. Okay, I think Fair. that's funny. That's I think it's it's witty. It's it made me giggle, but I think um, a lot of the songs here just blended together very, very much. So where I just I lost interest, mm-hmm. and I like kind of like the the funny poppy aspect of what the Vandals did post our album of the week, even yes. during our album of the week. But, but yeah, this is like the man. This was kind of boring to me. All right, my number ten, their worst album, Internet Dating Superstars. Oh man. damn, we're <laughs> told, we're going so far. All we right, are, yeah, okay. that, that's my least favorite. Like Jeff said too, it's it's not bad, and it, it has some solid stuff on it. Um, but this is this is also the era of the band, the later era of the band, where they they kind of stepped a little bit away from the punk and they started just making like funny kind of like goofy pop punk music, you know, and which is, is it, I still like. It's good, but just you know when you're putting it up against some of these other records it just doesn't hold a candle to it but uh my favorite song on this one is the unseen unseen tears of the albacore i mean first of all the title is fucking stupid as hell and i think it's a really catchy tune the lyrics are really funny and it's solid man how many times do you think you've listened to this album like specifically like probably at least probably about 10 times oh. whenever i go back to the vandals i only stick to maybe like four records i like the vandals a lot but those four records I listen to all the time. Okay. But okay, okay, okay. So what do you got for number nine? What's, what's your number nine? Uh, number nine is uh, Hollywood Potato Chip. Oh, okay. You know what okay. song I really just don't like? I think it's probably the worst song they've ever done. What? Is their cover of the Queen song. Oh, you're don't so Stop Me Now. Dumb. I just don't think it's you're good. You're so dumb. That's I, great. I think it's probably the worst song they've ever it's done. It's great. And the video's great. I just I think it's they're trying way too hard, way yeah, too. You and I late. used to listen to this all the time. Like whenever we go to co- we go to a show or something, we'd always put that song because on. because you liked it so much. I was like, "Fuck oh, it, bullshit. I'll get into it. I'll get you into it." You always used to I listen know. to it too. I, I, I. No, the Hollywood Potato Chip. This is this is just like internet dating superstars. It was it was. I mean, they're only boring. two years apart. It was boring. It was just an, more of this era of the Vandals that I don't particularly care too much for. But I do like the song Atrocity. Mostly because out of nowhere, somebody says, I'm building a bomb in this weird <laughs> vocal style. I'm that, building a bomb. Like very matter of fact. Like, <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I am. I'm building a bomb. I am. I'm building a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking comes out of nowhere. <laughs> That's a great song. Atrocity's great. But my number nine is uh, Slippery When Ill. Oof. Great. It's, it, 
it's such a departure from everything they've ever done. It's a country album. It's like it's an old school country western album. Um, it, it's it's funny, but just in the context of it all, I I just can't. I really don't want to put it any higher than that. Um, but my favorite one is uh, "Play That Country Tuba Cowboy." It's the last song on the record. It features Stan Freeze, the drummer Josh's dad, who's a famous tuba player. Uh, was the musical director at Disneyland for that's like unbelievable. Forty five years. Never knew that. What a yeah. dude! I'm that, like, if anybody, if any of my like celebrity jealous e people person that I'm jealous of, mm-hmm. it's now him. He's my number one person that I'm jealous. Josh Freeze? No, his dad. Why though? Because he's an amazing musician. Correct. And he got to work with fucking Disney for so long. He probably has a lifetime pass. He can probably sign anybody in he wants. Probably, yes. When he goes there, nobody knows who he is, so he's kind of like a low-key famous person. Yeah. But then he starts dropping like his little ID card. It's probably a gold-plated ID card. Probably. Like, holy fuck, who are you? Oh, I'm Josh Freeze's dad. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even remember his name. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Stan, I'm Stan Freeze. Like Stan Lee, but Stan Freeze. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's that's Such what it is. Dummy. Okay, all right. Such a dummy. But that that's a it's a really good good song. There's a lot of really goofy tuba playing, and it's fantastic. So yeah, it's my number nine. Let's let's go with your number eight, Jeff. Okay. Well, what our rankings got? already have departed. So my number eight is Slippery When Ill. They haven't. Not really. Well, I, I don't know. But if you put Hollywood Potato Chip next, then we'll still be almost neck and neck. Okay. Because all I mean, most of these can be kind of switched up and down one spot. I wouldn't be too opposed to it, but um, yeah. The, so the country thing on this is cute and all, but um, not as a whole album. If this was like an EP. I would like it a lot. Yeah, I would. I would really dig it. But when you get like ten plus songs, it just gets kind of annoying. It's just it just it wears on me. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I get it, dude. The guys can do the country thing. Toy, 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 toy like a toy gun. They should have just thrown like one or two songs on a normal album. And then it would have made it even more like witty and fun and sarcastic. Mm-hmm. But they, to do a whole country album, it, it's just it was a little much for me. My favorite song was Goop All Over the Phone. <laughs> but <laughs> even though this song still was kind of the same as all the other ones, this one's fucking funny. And just the name alone, Goop All Over the Phone. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. Fucking great, great fucking band. Um, my number eight is uh, When in Rome, Do As the Vandals Do. This whoa, is the, This is their whoa. second record. The last one to feature original singer. Steve O something or Steve something I don't remember Rest Before in peace if, yeah passed away in 05 drug, drug overdose but anyway yeah Win in Rome do as the Vandals do solid punk record this is definitely not what the Vandals started to sound like after Dave joined the band uh, but it's good and my favorite is the cover um, Hocus Pocus it's so it's so it's like that bass line right it's that but then it's just like I love how just they don't give a fuck about sounding good. <laughs> so they, it's just them screwing around, and I love it so much. Yeah. Because the song itself is a very goofy song, but it's still like equally really good. And they just they don't take it seriously, and I really like that. But the whole album's really good. Dang. I, I don't even know what your rankings are about now. <laughs> okay. What's your number seven? Uh, the Quickening. That's, that's low. I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised. This is just another diarrhea. That's it. That's all this is. Nothing special here. I don't know if that's if you're if that's a positive thing about I don't know the fast diarrhea. I don't this know. Is, this is just like, hey, dude, that diarrhea album was cool. Let's do it again. So what else you got about the quickening? The quickening. My favorite song is "Hungry for Le- Hungry." Wow, "Hungry for Ooh. You," "Hungry for Lou." 
Hungry for you. Uh, I love the vo- the the vocals there. I I read into it. That's Warren singing. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Oh no shit. Okay. And he has a really high pitched voice when he wants to, because I thought it was yeah. a female vocal. I was like, who like who do they get to sing with him? And I looked it up. That was Warren. <laughs> but also, this is the one I was talking about earlier. So at the fifty second mark for the song "Aging Orange," mm-hmm. that is got to keep them separated. The doo 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 doo. Oh, it is really. I didn't even think yep. about that. And this was this was after this was ninety six, so this was after uh, Smash came out, and they ah, were still on Nitro. So I think this is just like an homage to their their brethren over at Nitro Records. But subtle and good. I love this stuff. I I love it. I love it. it apparently, you I do. I love yeah. that they pay their respects to people that help them yeah. out. I dig it. Okay, fair just enough. love this scene. It's just a good scene. It is a good the scene. The OC scene is possibly the best punk rock scene of all time. I think I have to agree with you on there. Fight me. Compared to the East Coast scene. East Coast, fuck you. Exactly. As the Balancing Souls say. Exactly. And they're from the they're East Coast. <laughs> they're from and they're the saying East Coast. that. It, that makes it that much better. Orange County punk, the best. That's why it's Orange County season right now. Uh, what are we at? Seven? Yeah, seven. Seven for me is Oi to the World. Okay. That's, uh, it's, if nobody knows, it, it's their Christmas album. It's a Christmas album. It's just a bunch of their own original Christmas songs. They're all good. And they do their Christmas formal every year in December, and it's it's fun. I've been to several. And uh, my, my favorite song off this is the title track, Away to the World. And their version of it is better than the no Okay, version. all right, all right, all right. I'm a, so my number set, or my number six is Away to the World. Okay. So we can get into that right now. I'm surprised you even ranked it that high. I thought it was going to be at good, the bottom. Like the more, okay, so I listened to it. I just listened to it twice this week because I listened to it once. I was like, this is pretty good. So I listen to it again just to make You're sure. Just to make cuck, sure. Man. Just You're to make such sure. A cuck. And it's a good album. It's not bad. It's good. I know it's it really is. good. I know. It's solid. It's but you put together masterfully. About it for years. But what knocks it down for me is that it is a Christmas album. It's difficult to, to, to be out by the pool in the middle of July when it's 125 out here and listen to songs about Santa Claus and reindeers. It's Why? Just, it's hard for me. I just can't do it. I can't get into it. But that kind of makes it funnier, you know, especially considering they're doing it like in in this style of music. See, I would think it's I would think it's funny if this was like an EP. Again. <sighs> you and your fucking EPs, dude. But uh Yeah, you love EPs, but you don't want to talk about the piece through vandalism EP. We you don't did talk, did we not yeah, talk about but it? But you didn't want to put it in the rankings. Because it's not a full album. You're dumb. If you want to rank EPs, we can rank EPs. We've done that before. We can do that. Want to do it right now? Mm-hmm. Too late now. Number one and, and number one and last, Pete through vandalism. <laughs> but my favorite song was "Hang Myself from the Trees." <laughs> that song I think is is really depressing and sad, but it's funny. That's how a lot of their music is. They they talk about things that you shouldn't be laughing about, but they do it in a. This one's like slow and and melodic, and it kind of like flows back and forth. Yeah, and you feel bad for laughing and kind of singing along because it's so depressing. They're but really good at that. also and the. Uh, in some extended release of this album, they did this over tour, right? And it was just like a medley of all of their other songs. Did they really? It was like a bonus track. Okay. Um, and it was just like a medley of all their songs on the album. And Is so this you, on Spotify? Yeah. I don't remember. I, I, I only listen to Spotify. Why don't you only listen to Spotify? If an album's not on Spotify, I just it does not exist <laughs> in my brain. <laughs> but, but the most important thing about this album is that it paved the way for possibly one of the best Orange County cover songs of all time. That is No Doubt's cover of Oi to the World. No. Which is immensely better than this song. It's great. 
but it not is better. immensely better it's than great, this song. It's great, but not better. It is unbelievably great, better. but not better. And it's 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 fun. It's fun because Adrian Young, who I like as a drummer, I think he's really cool. Mm-hmm. He's also on this album later of our album of the week. He's also one of the backup drummers for the Vandals, if Josh Freeze is not there to play it. That's always weird just to think like they like a like a checklist of people. They do. It's really cool. But they're not just like the dude who works at Servite High School or <laughs> the the fucking guy over at like Lacapilla. It's it's like well known famous drummers that are really good. Yeah. Do you know who the, their last two more consistent ones have been? Who? I mean, so, Brooks Wackerman has been like one of their most consistent, but also um, Steve-O, the old drummer from Sum 41. He's oh, been Steve Jocks. Steve Jocks has been there. Has been there when Josh hasn't been there for the last like three years. Damn. Like they played like three shows in Hawaii last year, and Josh couldn't go, so Steve-O went over there and, and played him with him. And he's retired from music. Like he's he's a real estate agent out in Palm Springs. Though. What? Yeah, I follow him on on Instagram and. Yeah, all he posts about is like real yeah, estate stuff. All he does, <laughs> all he does is post about real estate, like houses that he's selling out in Palm Springs. What do Springs you do if you're buying a house in Palm Springs and your agent is the old drummer from Sum Forty One? So fucking cool! I'd have so much shit to talk about. Every once in a while, he'll talk about music, but most of it's like talking about his real estate stuff. Damn, his real estate gig. That could be a, a pod interesting to listen to if you made one about real estate, because he can incorporate music into it and get everybody involved. How how can you incorporate real estate and music? How not? They, you buy a house, right? People do when buy you, When you buy right? houses, do you listen to music sometimes? Exactly. <laughs> Stupid. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, what are we on? Six, right? Yeah, you're on six. I'm on six. Uh, the Quickening. The Quickening's for me, uh, number six. And um, I, I'm with you. Kind of, it, It's kind of like a not, a not as good extension of Live Fast Diarrhea, but still good. Has some good, good songs. Some funny stuff. Uh, my favorites. I'm gonna have to say favorites because it's toss up between Allah and uh, Taste Like Chicken. Yeah, th- those are solid Vandals punk songs right there. Good stuff. So, what do you got for number five, Jeff? Number five, Fear of a Punk Planet. Oh no, huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, look at the. Okay, so. Obviously, there's three, the three big ones that I haven't talked about. So those are those are gonna be up there. It's just that fourth one is now my top four that you put Ooh. way low. Yeah, I could see that right now. That's why I was saying it was very. I was surprised at my rankings this week of the band. Yeah, that is surprising. Okay. All right. So fear of a punk planet. This one's solid. It's good vandals music. It's punk, witty. It's catchy. The covers on this one is what gets me. Why? Because Kokomo is like, that's one of the <laughs> best covers I've ever heard. First of all, I love Kokomo. Oh, I thought you meant the cover art, not, not the cover song. Oh, no, no, the cover song Kokomo. The, 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 like, I don't know if it's originally by the Beach Boys, but the song, that, the, the version I know of is the one by the Beach Boys. Yeah. But damn, this one's better. And I've lo- I love, oh, yeah. I love, I love Kokomo by the Beach Boys. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> love it. But, it is a great, it is a great cover. But damn, they do a good job with it. Unlike Don't Stop Me Now. Oh God, you're so dumb. <laughs> that, that's what you. That's what you paused for. That's all I could think of. I couldn't think of anything else. All right. Well, my number five. Unless you got, what, you got anything else to say? Anything no. else to say? Okay. Uh, five for me is Hollywood Potato Chip. Damn. Why and is it so high? Because there's some good songs on here. Atrocity. Uh, but my favorite is My Neck, My Back. 
That's the a, only that's fun so part is good. the last is the, 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 the last <laughs> line he says for my neck, my back. And also, um, Christian or Canadian. That's a great song. Behind the music, great song. There's some really good stuff on this album. Yeah. And so I, it's it's good. Number five for me. My neck, my back, my favorite song. I don't know why that's. They even mentioned corn on Christian or Canadian. Kind of like corn, but a little bit worse. <laughs> Is that what they say? They say that, yeah. All right, what do you got for number four, Jeff? You're really distracted. I don't know what you're doing on your phone. You're uh, I'm not more my, li- my rankings. No, I my see, I see you going between different tabs. My vankings. You're. Uh, Is that what we're calling the the vandal rankings? The vankings number four for me <laughs> is when in Rome. I can't believe that. Do so as high. the vandals do. So coming off of like piece of vandalism in the early days of the vandals, you can already see or you can already hear a, like a style change, mm-hmm. and they're kind of going forward into that lighthearted punk rocker thing that we know to be the vandals. Yeah. And this is like the beginning of it. This is like the the egg of what will eventually become a platypus. Well, because this is the first record with this classic lineup. But going along with you, I do love Hocus Pocus. That bass line is just Oh, I thought you meant else. something else. Never mind, sorry. That song is boss. But, dude, Lady Killer also is solid. Yeah. It is fucking fun. That is, it's like you got to pick that as your best because it's fun. It's so well, fun. I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's, it's, it's so great. Fun. It's great. It's great. Like it's this great band, this band went from like doing politics and then going into like, you know, we're not going to do like political stuff that much anymore. We're just going to talk about like girlfriends and stupid shit like that. Be goofier. Yeah. But they do the politics stuff good too. Tyler, yeah. I don't know if you knew that, but they do. Yeah, you're right. I, it's a good album. Not as high as you say it is. This is their fourth best album, for sure. Hands down. <sighs> you're, you're wrong, but... Uh, number four for me is uh, Look What I Almost Stepped oh, In. So that <laughs> means number one is Diarrhea, number two is Hitler. No, well... <laughs> yeah, number four, yeah. Look What I Almost Stepped In. My favorite Vandal song is on this record, though, and that's Go. Go is... It's a perfect. It's a perfect song. It, no matter what you say, it's it's chaotic. It's fast. There's a lot of perfect songs on that album. I don't know why you ranked it so low. You're but fucking, go is you're insane. You're crazy. Go is is an amazing song. It's a it's a great record, but not the best. Uh, but it, 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 it also doesn't feature Josh Freeze on drums. Does that matter? I'm just saying. Judge it by its merits. I am, and I ranked it that high. I ranked it at number. If four. had Josh Freeze, it'd be number three. Probably. That is, for reals? No. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you get your ranking from. <laughs> Whatever. Number three for me. So my top three kind of like, they went back and forth a lot this week. Number three for me is Hitler, Bad, Vandal's Good. So go ahead. Uh, we'll skip because we'll talk about it later. So oh, yeah, we will. It. That's right. Uh, number three for me. This one was a surprise for me. Uh, I've never really, I've always liked it, but never thought it was that good until this week. And I listened to it like four times. Fear of a Punk Planet. I don't know why there's something about it that just really got me. It's just it's straight up just fast and fun and funny, and uh, the two songs for me are uh, "Anti" and uh, "Pizza Train." Great, great songs. "Pizza Train." What a dumb song. <laughs> what a dumb name for a song. But yeah, that's number three for me. "Fear of a Punk Planet." Great record. And like like I said earlier, because I got it wrong, but "Fear of a Punk Planet" was the first record with the classic lineup of Josh. Warren, Joe, and Dave Quackenbush. There you go. A lot of like very peculiar last names. Very much Vandals. so. Except for Joe. Escalante. It's not. I mean, as far as like, 
I don't know what he is, but I'm gonna assume he's Hispanic. He's Hispanic, yeah. That's still not a well-known like Hispanic. Well, last it's not name like Lopez or Rodriguez, Rodriguez Lopez. It's not well, like that. Name, just, I mean, think of all like the Hispanic people you know. What are their last names? None of them are Escalante. True, I guess so. Have you ever met a Quackenbush? Never met, met a, a Quack. Fitzgerald. Never met a Fitzgerald, and I've never met a Freeze. He's like the most normal naming named one. Josh Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. But even the way he spells freeze isn't normal. It's with an S, not a Z. <laughs> Maybe it's Freeze. Freeze? Josh Freeze? Josh Freeze. No. I don't like that. Next time you see him at Redacted, <laughs> you can ask him. <laughs> I, oh, I wish I would have said something to him. I'm so stupid. What would you have said? I don't know. But the, see, that's why I didn't say anything because I didn't know what I was going to what I would have said. I was fucking starstruck. I didn't even get. Were stars. you wearing your Vandals hat? No, I wasn't, oh. and I wasn't wearing my Vandals shirt either. Damn, because that would have been embarrassing if I was wearing my Vandals shirt. Well, maybe that wouldn't have been embarrassing. What would have been really funny is if you're wearing your Vandals hat and shirt, and you asked him. He said, "Hey, dude, I enjoyed you with when you played with. Like, what's the most obscure thing he played? Oh, with? I, I thought it was great." I thought your Jeremy was great on that Evanescence record. Yeah, you should check out the Vandals, see if you like them, and then wink at them and walk <laughs> away. That'd be really good. If you ever see him and you're oh, wearing that'd any be Vandals so gear, good. do that for me, please. Oh, that'd be really, really good. Because he'll, he'll he'll either take it either one of two ways, right? He thinks you're a complete fucking idiot <laughs> and you're dumb, or he'll know that you're being a douchebag and he'll laugh and he'll giggle <laughs> and it'll make his week. That would be really good. Yeah, like like talk it up, <laughs> like, like talk it up and say, "Hey, I I I know you probably a lot of people probably tell you you know you should, you should check out this band, but you know there's this one band that I, I they it sounds a lot like you're drumming and I think they're the guy's really really good, but you should check out the Vandals like they're fucking great. And the name of Vandals drummer that was say, say like Brooks Wackerman yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> would you do that? I don't think I could bring myself. Oh, I, come I, on, I'd be, Tyler. I'd be too embarrassed. I'd be come too, on, Tyler. I'd be too scared. If I got starstruck, from, I'd never get starstruck like that. And I couldn't even go up and say anything to him. I think the only time I ever saw you kind of like that was when we met Omar. Yeah, Omar was like the closest I've been starstruck. And I've met a lot of people that I like. Like a lot of musicians that I admire. And But Omar was, but Omar was only weird because he was so weird. Yeah, and then I made it even more. Yeah, weird. you made it. And yeah, you, you made weird it weird. He was. It was just a weird situation. It was. He's not a good autograph giver or a picture taker. Yeah, or just person to have a conversation. Or with. a person to have a conversation yeah. with. But I met Jeff Kresge a couple times. Great guy, super nice. And then he DM'd me or he DM'd us. Remember? Slid into your DMs, slid, baby. Slid into our d- into our DMs, and we talked in there. Great dude. Sent some nudes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, wieners flying everywhere. Wieners flying everywhere. Number two <laughs> for me. There's only two left. I know. I know. There's only two left. I can't believe Hitler bad is so high for you. I thought for sure it'd be like four or five. You're dumb. Okay. So number <laughs> two number two for me is look what I almost stepped in. Does this mean what I think it means? Yeah. Look what I almost oh, stepped in. Yeah. I've always loved this album. Mostly because this was the first album that I heard from the Vandals. I I heard Jackass on when I was watching Fuel TV, like a some surf. I remember like the, I was watching a surf video. And Jackass came out. I was like, oh, that's a really cool song. Who, who did it? Mm-hmm. The Vandals did it. Let me check out this album. I liked it. And then I went back one album prior to Hitler Bad. I thought that was cool. But I never dug deeper than that until way later on in life. So this one always kind of held like a, like a nostalgic place in my heart. But now it's number two. 
But okay. my favorite song is still 14. Like, I just I can't that fucking can't song, get man. over it. There's just so many there's so many things that go on. Much similar to like the offspring where we don't know if they're if they're joshing us, if they're yeah, if they're joking our asses. I don't know. But I the vandals have to be joking because some of the what they talk about in some songs, and we'll talk about it on the Hitler bad stuff because there's some stuff in there. But that's 14 like, is so 14 bad. is really bad. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's it's it's, it's bad. <laughs> it's weird, and but I, I don't care because I like to sing it. It's catchy, and there's a lot of cool things in it. Mm-hmm. So now we know what your top two are. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Number two for me is uh, Hitler bad vandals good. The album of the week. So I'm not going to get more into that until we get into the actual album. So yeah, m- that's my number two. So that, this doesn't happen often. No. But our, but our favorite album from this band is the same. And that's Live Fast Diarrhea. And uh, it makes me happy. My new favorite song <laughs> on that is Johnny Two Bags. Really? Yeah. That's like my least favorite song on this so record. it's so funny. It is so dumb. And it's it's similar to almost to like 14, but in a racial aspect. Yeah. Because it's just like a white Johnny, guy. Johnny Two Bags is the old guitarist for Social Distortion, right? I don't know. I think he is. I'm pretty sure it's Social D. So are they making fun of him then? Yeah. They're making fun of him, but like in a fun way, like in a friend way. Like they're busting his balls. I'm pretty sure that's who Johnny Two Bags is. Well, you busting my balls. <laughs> 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 we watched a lot of Will Sasso impersonating oh. Tony Soprano last night. So That was so fucking funny. It may not be the first or last busting my balls. <laughs> But yeah, dude, so like Johnny T-Bag, I think it's hilarious because it's about a white guy who wants to play the blues, but he has a good girlfriend and she don't cheat on him. He's got a good job that pays well. <laughs> like everything in his life is just fine. He, he, but he wishes he had the blues. Yeah, but he feels like he, he something should happen to him <laughs> where he can sing the blues. And I think that's so funny. It's so, it's so tongue in cheek and it's so sarcastic and stupid. But it's a good album, man. Good mm-hmm. punk tunes. The there's, best. A, there's a lot of good melodies in there. To where you could make a case that, you know, like this is where the natural progression to Hitler bad would have gone anyway. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. I I, I got to go with like the punk element more so. And then if I'm going to go into the pop punk vandals, I got to go with look what I almost stepped in. Fair enough. Hitler Bad's kind of a combination of the two. Yeah, it is. Even though it's still great. But if I'm going with punk vandals, I'm going with this. If I'm going with pop punk vandals, I'm going with look what I almost stepped in. Okay. Live fast, diarrhea. It's great. Johnny Two Bags, I was right. He is the guitarist for Social Distortion and the uh, guitarist for Youth Brigade. So that's who they're... they're yeah, we've they're seen Youth Brigade like several times. Yeah, we've seen them a few times. They, they, they've opened a lot for the Bouncing Souls. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but yeah, Live Fast, Diarrhea, best, best album. To me, I think this is probably my favorite punk record. Whoa! Yeah, honestly. Oh, not Dookie, as you said, Greeny Soul Punk. You son of a bitch! No, th- this is honestly my favorite. Yeah, it has to be my favorite more. punk record. I think. How I think this this is like their peak at being funny. Some of the funniest lyrics I think are on this record because they're so fucking ridiculous. Uh, and I love just how raw sounding it sounds, and the story behind the cover art is really funny, and just just everything about it is just absolutely great. And my favorite songs are the title track, "Live Fast Diarrhea," Diarrhea. as well as uh, the a new fa- another new favorite of mine is "Get in Line," uh, just <laughs> because the lyrics are just talking about getting in line at, at Disneyland, and then people cutting in line and kicking them out of line. It's it's great. It's a great, great album. Great tunes and get into that. Good stuff. <sighs> it is. 
All right. Now that we're done with our rankings, we could finally, finally, finally get into our album of the week. And this week, we are doing the classic album from the Vandals called Hitler Bad, Vandals Good. Vandals formed in the year 1980 in Huntington Beach, California by Steve-O Jensen on vocals, Jan Nils Ackerman on guitar, Steve Fowder Fodder on bass, and Joe Escalante on drums. They currently have 10 albums, one EP, two live albums, and remain one of the more influential punk bands of all time. The album we're doing today is called Hitler Bad, Vandals Good. And it's the band's seventh album, and it was released June 23rd, 1998. It features Dave Quackenbush on vocals, Warren Fitzgerald on guitar, Joe Escalante on bass, and Josh Freeze on drums. It is their most popular and best-selling record. So there you go. There's some, some backstory on this album. Some double Fs, baby. Some fun facts some for fun y'all. Facts. So what are your first impressions on this iconic Album from the Vandals. Hitler Bad. Vandals Good. What do you got, Jeff? This Take was a, it away. This was the second Vandals album that I heard. The first one being Look What I Almost Stepped In. This was the second one that I heard. And uh, I I mean, I still like it. I still enjoy it. I think it's fantastic. I'm going to give it a plus 2.5 rating. Okay. As with probably their top three for sure. Um, There's some funny stuff on here. Like the one we just heard. Mm-hmm. Ape Drape, there's, there's some hilarious things on this. There's some solid punk songs on this album. There's a lot of things going on. The Vandals, I feel, are popular because they do write good music, but a lot of bands write good music. So what mm-hmm. makes the Vandals popular? Why are they so popular? I think the Vandals are just, they're a band of kind of happenstance. A lot of things have gone right for them. Uh, we have just started recently rewatching the X-Files. Correct. Correct. Their plug in the X Files catapulted them even further into stardom. Correct. 
there are a lot of th- them signing with Nitro, and uh, you know, shout out to to our boy Dexter, who was he was just here earlier. He was. He was here earlier. It was great seeing him. I haven't seen him in a, seen him in a while. He so. brought some hot sauce for us to try. He did, and we got some tacos, some good little street tacos. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying, man. The Vandals, the Vandals have very good advertising. They've done a lot of good things for themselves, and it's weird because they're kind of like a staple in the punk community, and even bands like we'll talk about later, like Guttermouth, who literally hate everybody. The Guttermouth of the John and Ken of punk music. They think that's that's good. Yeah, they think everybody's a fucking joke, <laughs> except for the Vandals. That's but true. The Vandals haven't done anything really punk. In a long time, but they—it's been decades. But they've decades. done enough. But they've done enough good punk that you know it, it lasts forever. But I they've mean, done enough. I, I hate pop punk no, to where they should be but made even, fun of. But even their pop punk was good. It wasn't bad. It was okay. It was just different from what they were doing before. It was okay. But it's just like why? Why are the Vandals so taboo? And it's just because they've been—they've been around for so long. You know. And they've done a lot for the punk community. So almost like at this point, the Vandals are like an institution in the punk community where no matter what they release, they will still be respected. You know what I think it is? The reason why the Vandals are who they are and where they're at is because, one, they they write really fun music, catchy music. It's still punk enough for like the true heads to still like and still poppy enough for casual listeners to like. And I think one of the reasons why bands don't make fun of them because they're probably really good dudes. They're probably very yeah. nice. They're probably very funny. They probably never burned any bridges because they just don't care for that kind of bullshit to deal with bands. They, none of them have have egos at all. It seems like they all they all seem very down to earth, and they also call people out on their bullshit, but not in like a mean way. Like they won't go out of their way to call some call out bullshit, but they'll do it if it needs to be done. You know. Yeah, like, I think and, so too. And so they're they're respected in that way. And not only that, but if you go back before Dave was in the band, when it was only Joe on drums, uh, they were just like a strictly like, almost like anarcho punk band. And then they kind of changed their style, and they they've kind of gone through the the different styles of punk. So I think that's where a lot of people can, they respect them for that. And they've done all those different those three. I'd say like there's three different genres of of the Vandals. There's the original really punk side of it, then there was the the skate punk of the early '90s, and then you had the pop punk once like it was kind of hinted in this album. Hitler Bad Vandals good, and then it became like more of like a pop punk band. So they've they've done all three genres well, or subgenres I should say. But like the Offspring, right? The Offspring, I wouldn't say that like they were they were never as punk as the Vandals. But the first two albums by The Offspring were pretty damn punk compared to what California Bumpin' is and their new their, The Offspring's new stuff. Yeah. And then Smash came out, and that was like garage punk-esque. That was solid. Mm-hmm. And then like Americana could be, you could say that's like their Hitler bad vandals good. The transitioning into kind of like the newer Offspring stuff. So you're wondering why people don't take The Offspring as seriously. I'm wondering why people don't make fun of The Vandals. I think and it's it kind of irritates me. I think it's because the Vandals also another thing is that the Vandals never technically sold out. They never had a hu- they never had huge success. So they were always kind of on that that level of underground and mainstream. They were just right there in the middle. Are they still on I mean I don't know still but like as of their last album a decade ago are they still on were they still on Kung Fu? Yeah. I mean Kung Fu Records is owned by Joe Escalante. 
So it's his thing. They they went off and nitro about back not in like selling out. The dude's a lawyer. Is that not like the epitome of selling out? You would think of so. Also, also you you mentioned the X Files thing earlier, <laughs> and the reason they were featured on the X Files was because back in ninety or nineteen ninety one or ninety two, Joe Escalante worked for CBS, so he had a like a lot of you know connections within the TV industry, and that was one of the reasons why, you know he got them onto the X-Files or got like their, their shirts and stuff onto the X-Files was because he was in the TV business. I thought he was just, he was somehow friends with Chris Carter. Yeah. I think it had to do with that, but it, but maybe Chris Carter had something to do with CBS at some point Mm -hmm. because Joe Escalante worked for CBS for several years. Did the X-Files premiere on CBS? Was that Fox Fox. even back then? I think it was Fox even back then. Mm -hmm. But being in, being in not only the music business, but also in the show business too. Yeah. And I don't know if he was a lawyer at that time, but at least practicing lawyering. Lawyering? Is that a word? Lawyering? No, I don't think so. It's a word. No. But keep going. But yeah, he's being in that business, I'm sure he made connections. And I, I agree. I think that I've never heard anything bad about the Vandals being said out of the Vandals' mouths. Mm-hmm. But again, dude, like there's so many bands that we shit on for kind of selling out, for changing directions. But the Vandals is just that that band no one ever... They're untouchable. They are. And I don't, I kind of don't like it because Hollywood <laughs> Potato Chip and then the internet dudes. Inter- internet dating super studs. Those aren't that great. They're good. They're 1.75 at best. <laughs> at but that's best. still good. I would never give them a two. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I honestly, I think it's just because they're really nice people and they've never burned bridges. And I feel like they're always there to like help somebody out. Like help out another band. Like The Offspring did. But with I, everybody but, but like that I said, signed to Nitro. But like I said, with the offspring, I think a lot of people dislike them, whether it be jealousy because they, they were so so successful in the 90s or whatever it may be. I think that's what it is, is, is how successful they were. That, that's the only thing I could think of. Man, I just maybe I'm just defending the offspring and, and, and the I think haters that's what for you the are. offspring. Because the offspring did, dude. Like the, like again, an argument could be made that a lot of the bands that signed to Nitro in that mid-90s era yeah. may not have been as big had it not been for Nitro Records, had it not been for The Offspring, had it not been for Dexter and his band blowing up so huge mm-hmm. that instead of saying, like, hey, I'm going to buy fucking 45 houses and 35 cars, I'm going to start a label and support all of the other punk bands from the Orange County scene. True. What do very, you want? I just, I just did like a very like, oh, fuck you. Think of my whole body language. You couldn't <laughs> see it, though. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, it has to be the selling out thing. Comparing the offspring and the, the vandals, it has okay. to be. All right, but also the vandals are really—they're good musicians. Th- that's another thing, or like too. at least like, Warren and Josh are. Like Escalante is a good bass player, but he's not like super amazing. But they all like so like when you look at they all serve a good too, purpose. They they can write they can all write really fantastic songs. Yeah, and this album, there's songs on here. Every Everybody. every member has has a good song on they this album. They all participate. Yeah. And absolutely. that's like classic kind of like the punk era getting away from the whole front man thing mm-hmm. is when the band comes together and, and cohesively writes a fantastic album. And this is a great album. Yeah. This is a fantastic album. So it I'm is. not knocking it. Well, it kind of sounds like I'm you not, are. I'm not knocking anything. You've been, post. you've been knocking it. You've I'm, been knocking it. Can't knock the hustle. So listen, I, I <laughs> my favorite song. But, but okay, okay. Also bringing it back, go I want to do ahead, this one more ahead, time too. Go ahead. When it comes to the Offspring, and you're comparing the Offspring to the Vandals, the Offspring, yeah, they've sold out and they've made goofy songs as like the Vandals have. 
But the big difference between the goofiness is that the Offspring songs aren't funny. Well, we don't know what their intentions are. That's it the problem. Regard, we regardless of intention, regardless, regardless of intentions, intentions are everything. Not that's not, motive. They they can be, but the, you what, can't convict them without <laughs> motive, Tyler. What's the motive? We don't know, I don't know their what the motive is. Yes, I, I agree. We don't know. That what was the big epiphany we had with the offspring is we don't know what their we motive is. We, we really and do. it still bothers me. <laughs> it clearly I don't it understand. Uh, but yeah, I think that's the big difference is that, you know, the offspring just aren't funny. That's, that's what it comes down to. But we don't know if they're trying to be funny. They're trying to be serious. And that makes it worse because we don't know. Or does it make it better? No, it makes it worse. I'm telling you right now. Anyway, what's your, what's your favorite <laughs> song on this album? Uh, favorite song? There's so many. Eurobarge. Really? Eurobarge. You're I, so. I don't know. I don't know if it's because of the nostalgia attached to it, it is. but it is. I love the how fast it is and how kind of abrasive the entire thing is, both musically and lyrically. Lyrically, it's kind of fucked up. But um, I actually didn't know this until recently. But Josh Freeze is the writer of that song. He he wrote Eurobarge Barge, which is really cool too, and I mentioned this on on a on a pod of a little while ago. But I found this out recently that Josh Freeze, he sold the rights to that song Eurobarge to Activision, who made the Tony Hawk Pro Skater game. Yes, he he sold the rights to it and to use in the game, thinking you know the game wouldn't really go anywhere because of video game. Nobody really knew where video games were heading at that time, especially a game like that. And so he sold all the rights to it. To Tony Hawk and Activision, and he saw no money from it. Josh Freeze and the Vandals saw no money from all of the promotion of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. See now, I, th- there was a lot of research to be done. Surprisingly, on this album, whoa, mm-hmm. Tyler's getting slopes. Tyler's getting slopes. There's a lot of research to be done. So I wonder if selling the rights to the song is what funded like a lot of like the vandals kind of, I don't know, there's advertising and things like that. Oh, like they use it as like a marketing thing. maybe. Yeah. Like he sold the rights to the song and then they use that money to reinvest in the band as opposed to, well, from what the way Josh was talking about it, he regretted selling the rights. And what did he do with that money though? I don't think he he got a lot. I think he gave it either as a favor, just like gave it to them to use for the game. And like didn't sign any like he he didn't sell I'm sorry he I, I explained this way he didn't sell the rights he just said that you can use the the song in the game and not have to pay me and not have you don't have to pay me for it but right. I, I he still owns the song right okay you're right yeah yeah so that's but, what it was so, so like he, regardless no he's gonna get because I I only played the 64 version of uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater yeah and Euro Barge is not in the 64 version yeah it's only on the PlayStation and so I I never heard that song until a decade after the game came out. And so I wonder, like, if that would have got me into the Vandals faster because I like Jackass, and that's not a great Vandal song. It's just, it's not that good, right? It's like yeah. one of the weaker songs on Look What I Almost Stepped I, I In. Think it is, yeah. But uh, I, I wonder if Josh Freeze just had that kind of foresight to think that, hey, we're still kind of in that range of we're not mainstream, but we're not quite underground yet. So let's just sell it here and take our ten grand. And run with it. Let's go on a fucking huge ass tour. Let's headline shows. Let's let's do yeah. House of Blues and everything. And maybe that helped them. And in hindsight, yeah, I think it did help them. You know, it got me into the Vandals because of that. So, so, okay, yeah, because so of that then. song. Yeah. So had, had he said no, 
I want residuals from this song. And then Activision says, no, we're not really looking for that. Sorry, pass. Maybe you never would have been in the Vandals. True. Or I would have gotten gotten into them later in life. When you were watching Fuel surfing videos and you would have heard Jackass. Exactly. Or my cousin would have got me into them. Or and something. then your favorite album would have been uh, probably Liquid Animal Stepped In. It's not. but Well, even this song is not on my favorite Vandals record. Eurobarge? Yeah. Oh, Eurobarge, yeah, you're right. You're right Eurobarge yeah, yeah, yeah. is not on Live Fast Diarrhea. But no, Eurobarge, it, it's my favorite. It's it's good. Lyrically, I this until this week, I didn't really... I'm, I mean, I knew the lyrics to the song, but I never thought about it but it's kind of like a it just talks about how fucked up it is to live outside of the u.s and how rude everybody outside of the united states is and nobody like respects you and they they get they stand too close to you and they stink and like like they're, they're like one of my favorite lyrics on this is boozing and stinking i smell what you're thinking i just need a little more space get out of my face like it's i don't know but it's a great song. It's super, super catchy. And then the lyrics, you know, I am the ambassador. I'll kick your ass Or no, I'm the ambassador. I'll fucking kick your ass Yeah. I think that song almost, you could even take it as this is a joke on Americans who think this way. You could look at it that way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because realistically, everybody thinks we're dickheads. Everybody thinks we're douchebags. Yeah. I, I say that, obviously. It's a, I'm hyperbolizing the entire globe. And you're saying that as a dickhead. As a dickhead. Yes. Yes. Literally, figuratively, everything Lee. So, but that's my favorite lyric on the song, too, is I'll fucking kick your ass at her. <laughs> okay. But I think the song's okay. I think the song's like my bottom. I can't believe you don't like yeah, it. Yeah, I've never really liked this song It starts out with the drums. The drums start out the song. The drums are cool. Yeah. The intro drums, I should, I should the say. The bass cool. playing, is, I think, is really kind of squirrely and fun. Um, like I said, the lyrics are, are interesting. The vocals are, are catchy stupid the vandals are just in a place at this point where i'm not looking for this type of song this song was if this song was on live fast diarrhea i would like it more mm-hmm. but because it's kind of mushed into here you just can't do it it's for just, whatever reason in the context of this album it's just for whatever reason it's whatever it doesn't make any sense it does make sense i just told you your logic makes no sense well your logic well is, i'm gonna play i you stupid, know so we've right? been talking a lot about Eurobarge, so i might as well just play it right sound good to you it does There it is. Eurobarge. 
from the Vandals. Yo, barge, my friend. I don't know why you don't like this, man. It makes no fucking sense. I, it's to not me. that I dislike it. I will say though, it did not make it into my punk playlist. Really? Yeah. How? It's like the most. Oh, it's I so know, punk. Man. I love it. It's one of the more punk songs on this record. Your barges. Honestly, I I don't I, I don't I think it's because you. I think it's because okay. So first of all, I mean. So it it's it comes after Come Out Fighting. Yeah. And it goes before oh, Fucked song. Up Girl. Yeah. And Fucked Up Girl is my favorite song on this album. What? I have many oh reasons why. Oh my god. But let's let's go back <laughs> let's go <laughs> let's go back to Come uh, Out Fighting, right? So Come Out yeah. Fighting is a cover. It is. Of Orange County or not Orange South Orange County, North Orange County's favorite punk band, Pennywise. Pennywise, correct. And the song uh I guess Going off of memory here, it was written by Jason Thirst yes. from Pennywise, who Correct. passed away due by to suicide. suicide. And so they took this song because it's written by him, and then redid it. And Pennywise's version is still better. No, 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 no. It is. No, it's not. Pennywise. I don't know. I don't Pennywise's know version you, is good. Your distaste for Pennywise just it, it's, it makes no sense I, to me. I, no, it's not my distaste toward Pen, toward Pennywise. It's. It's me not understanding why people like them so because much. Because they're so when there, cool. When there are so many other better punk bands that came out of this scene. Nobody sounds like Pennywise. Who no, cares if no nobody Penny, sounds no, like No them. drummers hit those toms like, like the drummer from Pennywise does. Who cares? Nobody sounds like fucking Jim from Pennywise. Nobody does anything the way Pennywise does it. They are iconic. They are unique. And they make good punk they're music. They're not unique. Their first album, I mean, I guess their first couple albums are, are vastly different than their other albums, but... They're consistent. They make the same fucking song over and over and over and over, and it's always good. And I do like consistency. I've talked about that in the past. Pennywise does pretty much make like the same fucking song, like the structurally and everything. The even sound when they, is the same. Even when they got the new singer for that one album, it sounded like every. That's like other one Pennywise of your favorite album. albums by Pennywise too. No, I, one of my favorite Pennywise songs is on that. Ugh. I wouldn't. I'd never said that's my favorite album. Ugh. But one of my favorite songs is on that album. Ugh. Pennywise have literally written like four songs. Yeah, absolutely. They're like Bob. They're like the Bob Dylan of punk music. They just written four songs and just kind of reworked. But it they're a like bit. Pennywise to me is like the the equivalent of Foo Fighters for punk rock. Oh, dude, they're they're, they're the punk dude, rock oh, Foo Fighters. God. That's what they're they're good. We're talking about the Vandals, so I'm not going to strangle I'm you the microphone going. cord right now. So that's what we're <laughs> going to do. Because we're if you if, because if you do strangle me, you will not get my gutter mouth rankings later. That is true. Now look at your phone. I know your password. I was tapping for it. All right. Anyway, hey Tammy, Tyler's not dead, but he wants me to know (laughs) what his password is to his phone. Does she know your password? I don't have a password on my phone. Oh, so I can look at your. So you can just look at my phone. Yeah. You don't have a password on your phone? No, because it's a pain in the ass. Oh. And then, and then you can argue. Well, why don't you use the fingerprint? Because why? Why do you do one of these things? Oh fuck! Like little slide. Because I don't like that. It's a pain in the ass. I just like I like to press a button, and I'm in. The only reason why I have a password is because I because I lose I lose shit a lot. See, I don't. That's the th- that's the difference between you and I. I lose stuff a lot, and so if I lose my phone, I don't want somebody like fucking with my phone and calling people that I don't want them to call or answering calls. And plus, a lot of people call me on my phone. So, yeah, whatever. Okay. I mean, it's un- it's understandable. I figured you like you out of all people, would f- you're like the most paranoid out of anybody. I'm I know. not paranoid. No, I'm not. You're paranoid, Android over here. You are the first sure the most paranoid person I've ever met. No. Anytime anybody touches your phone, nobody touches my phone. We do my phone. Because I want to know why you're touching my phone. Because why would you touch somebody else's phone? That's the thing. Everybody has their own phone. Because I want to feel it. Everybody has their own <laughs> phone. Why do you need to touch somebody else unless you're doing something you should not be doing on that person's phone? Incorrect. No, that's absolutely correct. 
unless you do not have your phone with you, which almost almost everybody does have their phone on them, there's no reason to have somebody else's phone in your hand. That is true. That's why I got a holder that is now my phone and my my phone holder case and my wallet all into one because yes. I'm I lose my wallet all the time, but I never leave my phone. But there sometimes sometimes I do leave my phone. There you go. Anyway. Back to the Vandals. <laughs> Let's talk about Fucked Up Girl. Effed Up Girl. Effed Up Girl. That's my favorite song. We, but we were talking about coming out, come out fighting. Well, did we did just, I make Did I make you too mad by talking about... Then we just about Pennywise. And the, <laughs> the, song, the, the, the song itself is not... It's okay. I think it's a solid song. I think it's one of the better songs on the record. So Okay, so what... Looking more into this into this album and, and more into Josh Freeze's in his beginnings, mm-hmm. I didn't know Josh Freeze could play anything else besides the drums. Yes, I didn't know everything. Josh Freeze's dad was a well-known musician. I knew he was a musician, but I didn't know he was basically... The musical director. I, I, I didn't know he was Mickey Mouse's number two, right? That's I, essentially I what he was. did not yes. know that. Yes. So it all makes sense because a lot of the songs on this album, the way Josh Freeze kind of plays them, especially the drumming, it sounds kind of like he's in like this, uh, this marching band. Like mm-hmm. you would see, I'm gonna relate everything to Disneyland from now That's on. That's great. So if you haven't been to Disneyland, then you can go fuck yourself because you're a monster. <laughs> but when you go down like 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 Main Street Disneyland and you hear like the marching man, yeah, and just the way like the 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 snare drummer plays and that kind of like marching cadence, Josh Freeze does that a lot, but he does it so subtly and so quick that by the time you even realize it's there, he's already going back into the one two punk 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 stuff 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 punk. And I know Josh Free is your favorite drummer. No, he's not my favorite. He's my second favorite. I know he's your favorite drummer. He's my besides, second favorite drummer. Besides John Theodore, Lopez, Ayala, Gonzalez. <laughs> but I... Dude, he's so good on this album. This he is, is. This is the best thing that he's done with the Vandals. And I specifically listened to this entire discography trying to pinpoint which best... Which album Josh Freeze was... Which best which time best? Josh Freeze had. Which time... <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is him at his best. This and Live Fast, I feel like, are his two. My, See, live, those are my favorite. Live Fast, he does two things great. He does the punk drumming great, mm-hmm. and then he can kind of slow it down into like the melodic stuff. But yeah. this one, he incorporates a lot of like marching band stuff. Yeah, a lot of really good fills on this one too. Like especially on Ape Drape, his drumming on Ape Drape is really good too. I like I, that a lot. I watch a lot of college football and I watch a lot of college marching <laughs> bands, and Josh Freeze does what like 16, 20, 21 year olds do. But he I don't know if himself. that's a compliment. Oh, oh I see what you like. You're okay, like a yeah, I know what you, you mean. Got okay. like three I thought you meant like snare, a sixteen-year-old kid. The symbol. I thought you meant like a sixteen-year-old kid, not sixteen different people. No, sixteen, twenty-year-olds okay, in okay. the varsity marching band. Josh Freeze does it all. Yeah, he does. He's he, like this album. I was blown away by how good he was. But it makes sense of where he came from, though. It makes sense yeah. that his dad played in the marching band on Main Street. But did you also was know? there for opening day? I don't know. Disneyland. Fun, fun little fact. I made that up. I think he was though. I did, I made that up, but if it's I think positive, he was true, then I would. Be I really away. think Stan Freeze was there like opening day. No, he couldn't have been because maybe he wasn't like the forties. Didn't didn't no, open the forties. Nineteen fifty-five. But I know Josh Freeze's parents are from the Midwest, from like Ohio or something like that. But so I don't know when they. But he was also the musical director at Disneyland for forty-five years, and he retired a couple of years ago. So maybe he could have been. He could have been there for the day one, but for sure in the heyday. I mean, at least well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know I'm why this speechless. is like crazy. but also I don't know if you read because I mean I'm a jo- I love Josh Freeze I, you're a freeze head I'm a freeze head you I, are every interview I, I I think he's hilarious he's so damn funny um, but his the first band that he was in was called Polo 
And Polo was the band in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. The band that plays up on that, that stage in Tomorrowland in the, the terrace area. From like decades ago? Back in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. He was, that band was what he started in. And he, he oh, popped, so he played drums in that band? In that band. Oh. Yeah. And they would play like three sets a night. They would play like three one-hour sets of cover songs, obviously, from the 80s. And he, he would play on an electrical kit, electric kit, not even acoustic kit. Oh, it's so dumb. An electric kit. And then there's like this really funny photo, like a promo shot of Polo. And he was only like 15 or 14 or 15. And he had like big teased hair and everything. Great. Great stuff. But that's how he started. And then he joined the Vandals when he was like 18 or 19. And then, I mean, if nobody knows, he's been the drummer for Devos for like the last 30 years almost. And then he's played with Nine Inch Nails, Perfect Circle. I mean, list goes on and fucking on. He also has packages. If you want to spend money, he'll write a song for you. Take it to Disneyland. Used to that. The, you don't do that no more. No. Which now that I think about it, that's kind of shysty because he probably get them for free. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he probably just asks his dad to like hook him up. Yeah. And then he just pockets that money. Mm-hmm. What a dick. <laughs> well, what do you Josh mean? Josh Freeze is a dick. How is it being a dick if people pay for it? He put Josh the Freeze is a okay. Dick. So I listened to this podcast called Hour of Goon. That's no longer active, but Josh Freeze was on an episode of it and it was a fucking wild episode if you ever get a chance i know i tell you to listen to stuff and you never do i'm right like two back on the ernie z podcast but if you i mean the josh freeze one is like on another level of just josh freeze is like one of the most hyper people i've ever heard in my entire life and he has so many fucking stories just about anything and the way he it's the way he tells stories that's really kind of interesting and funny but anyway um I lost my train of thought. What was I going on about? Talking about the Hour of Goon. You're talking about how I think he's shicey from not... Oh, yeah. He he talks about um, all that whole thing. And he was the one who started the whole um, the whole idea of, you know, I'll give you this much, I'll, like the package pay, idea. Pay this much money and pay I will do this, I'll for, do this. for you. He yeah. was the one who originated that idea back in like 2008. And he was talking about how it got to the point where people kept buying the, the ones for him to go out to P.F. Chang's with him that he, he started to get creeped out by it. So he had to stop doing it because he thought it was just so... We- he got weirded out that people kept wanting to hang out with him and go to lunch with him. And he talks about, you know, going to... The guy who bought the Disneyland one, he took him to Disneyland, wrote a song about him, and then he got to drive around in Danny Carey's Lamborghini. Danny Carey from Tool. Uh, well, yeah, how did, how did he hook up with it? I guess they're both drummers. and that's- they're, they're good friends. Oh. Yeah, they're good friends. And also, Josh was the drummer for A Perfect Circle, hmm. which Maynard was the singer for. So, yeah, so that was, like, one of the things, and he's just, like, it got too much. It was, he said he was, like, too disconnected from, like, normal life, and he just felt too weird about it. So, so he, he was had, making he a lot of money He was making good this. money, yeah. How did they keep I think, I think it was, like, it was something, so like, weird. I think it was, like, $1,200 to go out to P.F. Chang's and hang out with, with Josh Reeves for, That's like, a an lot hour. of fucking money. And then he, in this other interview, he was, like, he said that, that some guy, like, made it kind of weird. Um, what did he do? I don't, that, yeah, he was. That's sad too, though. Like, so like the. I mean, just to generalize here, like people that will spend that much money to meet their idols, are probably kind of weird to begin with, right? Because if you're that infatuated with somebody, you're gonna pay that much money from you for to to meet somebody like that. The average income in America, that's like all of your 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 side money that you allocate yourself for for spending on going out and having a good time for yourself. If yeah. you're gonna allocate, if you need to spend all of that money to do one thing. You're probably socially kind of inept, kind of weird. Uh, you, you know what I mean? You follow yeah. me a little bit? Yeah, okay. And so for Josh Freeze to kind of like, I don't know if he condemned him or if he just kind of, yeah, it was a little weird, so I'm going to no, hang back a little bit. He didn't, he didn't mean anything in a negative way. He just said, 
he didn't say the people were weird. He said just that the entire situation got weird because he was going to like PF Chang's like twice a day for like weeks. Ew. And his wife was just asking, like, where, like, where are you going? He's like, oh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go meet somebody, at, you know. And he's a big man. He's, he's like, he's all about PF Chang's. So it, it's it, not even that good. He loves it, dude. You gotta follow his Instagram. It is so fucking weird and funny. But it got to the point, like, like back in like 2010, sometime around then, where he was, uh, he just like joke because he was always <laughs> tagging PF Chang's on Instagram. And it got to one point where like he got drunk one night. And he like jokingly like tagged them or DM them and said, "Oh, you know, I constantly promote you guys. I was wondering if I can get anything for free." And he didn't think he just kind of buzzed and he didn't think anything of it. And they sent him like two thousand dollars worth of coupons for Jesus, PF yeah. Because like all he does is promote PF Chang's all the time. I wonder which one he went to. Do you know which one he went to? I don't know. I know he lives out in Long Beach somewhere. Wow, <laughs> not going to Long Beach. But yeah, regardless, it's he's it's he's the a, LA he's of Orange inter- County. What's well, not Orange County? It's the alley of Orange County. Yeah. Okay, whatever. But yeah, he's a he's a, he's a funny guy. Great, great musician. Great drummer. But anyway, going full circle here, back to <sighs> yes. F'd Up Girl, my F'd favorite song on this yes. album. The whole like marching band thing. That's the beginning of this song. Gives you that feeling. Gives you that feeling of like a big band, like a big production. Yeah. And it's kind of the first time we've heard like the Vandals really put a lot of effort into getting this big wall of sound. Yeah. In on a, such a song that's. It's kind of fucked up. It is a messed up song lyrically. I I didn't realize it until this week when I was reading about it, but it just talks about how this. Let me read you my favorite lyric that I wrote (laughs) it down. Uh, So you need someone who understands all of your abnormalities, and then you need someone who's there when you're losing all of your faculties. (laughs) That's bad. Yeah. And the whole song is 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 of that is is a guy who's dating a girl because she's she's. Clinically insane. Yeah, she and he says that multiple times on the song that she's because you're legally insane. Yeah, legally insane. That's Le- what it because is. you're legally insane. But see, it, but then you can take it both ways. Either this guy is so such a nice person that he'll he loves this girl so much no matter what, or he's just a total fucking weirdo. Yes. So it could be taken either way. I mean, <laughs> so so. But that's what the vandals do well. They do things where you're not sure if they're. Would they they're do this today though? No, Could they do this today? Almost everything that they, they wrote in the 90s would not fly nowadays because it would be thought of as being taken too far, whether or not it was serious. There's no way the song, and a song especially like 14, like we talked about earlier, there's no way a song like 14 would have <laughs> been able to be released nowadays. One of my favorite comedians is David Tell, and one of my favorite so jokes funny. David Tell has ever said, which this probably may not even make it onto the final podcast when you're sober and, and editing this, but David Tell also talks about how he's how he's uh, he's working at like a McDonald's mm-hmm. and he's interested. I don't know why I'm telling this joke. This makes no. I don't know either. But continue the joke because I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> how old was that that joke? Or that special? <laughs> Probably like 2002. This oh, is, okay. So this was before. This is when he was still people doing, got canceled. This was yeah. This was when he was still doing the insomniac stuff. Okay. So this is probably like 2002 ish, 2003. Wow. That that's that's that would not happen nowadays. And, just, and and even to this day, David Tell really pushes it. Like he almost crosses the line several like a lot nowadays. But well, he t- he takes that like dark and like that black humor to the next level. Yeah, like there's like nothing that is taboo. There's nothing forbidden. 
That's true. Man, the guy's fucking hilarious. But I think the Vandals are the same way. I think the Vandals do the same thing, but in a in a in a more tactful way. They do they class yeah. it up a little bit. They church it up. It's too it's much. A to funny jo- it's a funny it's joke. It's too much to add it out. I don't even care. It's a funny joke. Uh, let's, let's just play. Let's just call it "fucked up girl" because that's really what it's called. Oh, it's also, I mean, what? if you're, I, so, getting more into it, we can talk about it. We'll talk about it a little bit after. after, after, after we want to play a fucked up girl. We can play a fucked up girl. Okay, here we go. By the Vandals. I'm well aware that you are chemically imbalanced, but I'm the kind of guy that likes a challenge. I'm a crazy kind of girl who lives in her own world. Who is legally insane? I'm not afraid and I will rise to the occasion And I'll remind you when it's time for medication For a mixed up little girl Alone in this big world Who is legally insane? You need someone who's When I use an album You need someone who This fucked up girl from the Vandals. It's very fifties and like God, it's so swingy. good. It's very swingy. The drumming is. But damn, I did. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. I didn't see who wrote this song. It's Fitzgerald. It's uh, Warren. Warren, the guitar player, wrote it. Bitch. I already looked it up. Don't worry, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. But like, do you understand like what what I'm trying to go for here with like the Josh Freeze yeah. and his sounding like a big band thing in the beginning? Well, it's because he has that that swing that that orchestra swing. With the drums, but in the very beginning, like so like orchestra. it starts off like the big band. You hear the trombone and everything, and then it stops, and then you just hear him kind of hitting the bass drum, and then the hi hat, kind of like the offbeat, boom, mm. one two, one two thing. That's very reminiscent of like what you would see on Disney Main Street, right? I guess so, yeah. I dig it. I do too. I think it's a it's a fun song. Also, Josh Freeze plays the sax. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. His I've brother does. His name Josh. His name's Jason. Oh, that's Jason Freeze on here then? Yeah, Jason Freeze plays sax. The same guy from Green Day? Yeah. Yep. So, okay, there's too many freezes <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. Are, are there any Are there any other freezes? No. It, Hold it's, on a it's, second. Is that really Jason yes, Freeze? I swear to God. I'm going to fact check him. Talk. I'm going to fact check you right now. Jason Freeze is Josh's younger brother. He plays sax, maybe clarinet. I know for sure he plays sax and piano. I've seen Jason Freeze play sax with Green Day. He plays piano as well with Green Day. So... Yeah, and he does. He's been, Jason's been on several uh, several Vandals records. Yeah, it's him and his dad Stan Freeze plays tuba. But there's only two people. There's only two brothers. That's it. How the Josh hell did I not see that Jason Freeze was Josh Freeze's brother? You never knew that. You thought it was this, like a totally different dude. I don't know Freeze. That's why I did. That's why when we talked about how like weird the last names of the Vandals were, I didn't think that Freeze was that weird of a last name because oh. I've heard it before. And that's from why. his brother. From his brother, yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking knucklehead. 
Oh, it's so stupid. Wow. I can't believe you. I'm still, I'm hold on. I, I, I'm still not, I'm still torn here. I'm still not why, believing. Why do you not I believe I just can't. This? There's just no fucking way that's, that's him. Also, did you know that Jason Freeze produced a Death by Stereo record back in 2009? I think it was. Which one? Uh, Death is My Only Friend. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, let's. Uh, yeah. Let's okay. So, okay. <laughs> also on that song too. That's just crazy. Gr- Greeny has her fingers everywhere. Your mind is blown right now. Yeah, my mind is blown. Um, another another notable person on that, though, I do know, is Gabe McNair. He plays trombone on that. He was, oh, from... We've Aquabats? talked about him before. No. Was he... Uh, we talked about him about four weeks ago, maybe. Uh, Pizza Dude's got 30 seconds. Not Phoenix TX. No. Who is he? It was an album of the week we talked about, and... It, do, do, do you want more hints or you want me to say yeah, it? Yeah, no. Or just say it. Fuck it. Who cares? You want hints or you want me to say no, it? No, say it. You want hints? No, say it. You want hints? Hints. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you who it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gabe McNair also played trombone on the uh, Americana album. Okay. And then we talked about how Gabe McNair was also like a, like a songwriter. He worked a lot with No Doubt. He worked a lot with uh, Gwen Stefani and a lot of other notable people. But he mm-hmm. also played trombone on this, on this, uh, on this song. So kind of bringing it back to the whole like Orange County scene, right? No yeah. doubt, Osprey, Vandals. Yeah. The also, game. Warren, the guitar player, was the uh, guitarist for Gwen Stefani for several years. Was he on albums? Uh, I think he only was touring. He toured, and then I think he helped produce, or he, he worked on Did one you say of her he records. Produce? He helped, not yelped. Like he, he, did, yelp. he didn't yelp. He he helped. Yelp. He helped. He helped it. Okay. But anyway, yeah. What were we? Where were you going on? Uh, Gabe I, I was just talking about Gabe McNair. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, he was just. We talked about it multiple times. He's another guy. He's he's like a ghost writer, but like trombone writer, a ghost trombone writer. Right. He's a ghost trombone writer. Okay. He's there in the background of all these of all these groups. He he tours with with all these famous people. Probably makes a good amount of money. Like probably more yeah. more so than like what you would think is a livable wage. He probably makes a good amount of money. Well, I mean, he's a consistent session player. Yeah, that's what it is. He's like the Josh Freeze of trombones. There you go. Huh? Or the Jason Freeze of. Trombones, too, sax. and this is another thing you didn't. I was surprised that you didn't know that a saxophone is not a brass instrument. Yeah, for sure, no idea. <laughs> that was still like it's shiny and it, gold. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not a how tr- it's played. It's, it's a trombone. It's played with a piece of wood. A saxophone is a trombone that's shaped weird. A saxophone that's all it is, is that's played all it with is. a piece of wood. With it's a thin played piece with of your wood. mouth. Yeah, they're all played with your mouth. So a clarinet. If it's played with your mouth, so a, so it's a, a brass <laughs> instrument. <laughs> you crazy man! You're the recorder, crazy. brass. <laughs> All right, what's uh? What, what, I mean, obviously, what is your no favorite st- song? I don't know what you said. Your favorite song? No, there are no stickers. You're a barge. Oh yeah, it. that's right. You're right. Right. Yeah. I'm not paying attention. Uh, let's get into because we're already on the topic of talking about other bands. Uh, too much drama. We we actually talked about this briefly on the. Offspring Americana album that we talked we did a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, uh, and this one was co-written with Dexter Holland from Our Boy Dexter Holland. And the hook of this song is the exact same melody as the Offspring song Walla Walla. And I did not even make that connection until a few weeks ago. And I've heard this 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 song a, uh, dozens or hundreds of times, but I've never ever made that connection. Had you known that? No. I, I don't know why I never no. thought about it. But well, when because you, you but never, like, like, how often do you listen to Americana and then Hitler Bad in the same kind of playlist? Yeah. But you still wouldn't, you would still think that, you know, it's such a blatant, just, I don't want to say ripoff because Dexter was a part of both songs, but. 
Just See, it's it's hard because I it is a ripoff, but it's not a ripoff because they didn't steal it. They they're good friends. They worked closely together. Nitro Records, one started, the other one was on. Yeah, and so I'm sure they 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 borrowed again, like another song from the Quickening, the Agent Orange or oh Agent Orange, Agent yeah. Orange. Yeah. That song had the hook from Come Out and Play. Yeah, and so I think that these bands they're just so. They were cool with each other. Like it was fine back then. It was cool. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. And I think Dexter and the Offspring, at that time, were really cool because of the way they left Epitaph and that whole thing with Brett mm-hmm. and how shitty that was. I think I think the Offspring were cool dudes. I think they've always been cool dudes. I think they probably still are. Maybe. But again, I don't. I don't quite know. I don't quite understand I mean, the Offspring yet. So. I mean, I Dexter. What like we said, Dexter was here a couple hours ago. And, he was, and like we said, we we hadn't seen him in a while, so it was nice seeing him. Forgot to ask him about this whole. Yeah, we should have brought it up thing. more, considering we knew we were going to be talking about the Vandals. But what are you going to do? You know, we we can only talk about so much while he's here. True, you know? true, true, Not, true, true, and sharing true, true. some tacos. So we just talked a lot about Star Wars B wings. Shut the fuck. I'm up. I'm just naming things in the room. Um, now. but also the. I, Speaking of too much drama, lyrically, this is like one of the, probably the the darkest and most serious song on this record. There's nothing funny about this song. It just talks about how this kid's parents are divorced and he's stuck like in this child custody battle and how he constantly has to go between both mom and dad, but neither of them really care about him and all he does is watch TV and wants to be in the TV shows that he watches. And but that's how he knows what it's like to be like a real person. I know, but it's sad. Like, what I'm saying is just like it's no, it is it's the darkest, saddest song on this record. When everything is just so kind of like tongue in cheek or funny or whatever, it it's a real departure from everything else. But it's a super catchy melody. It's funny because it's nothing's really changed, right? Like TV is still plays an impactful part in our lives. To where, as a child, we grow up to become kind of the people we watched on TV when we were younger. Yeah, and TV so or I, movies, yeah, like the whole. I think it was Three's Company, right? Yeah, the Three's Company line where he talks about how Three's Company taught him that if you act gay, you could lower the rent that you pay. <laughs> and that, I mean, first of all, that's that's problematic in its own self, but it's still yeah. funny. Like, it's so stupid. I've never seen Three's Company. But that's what it was. But if that's what it was, then that's what it was. That's, yeah, he lived with two other girls, and he claimed that he wasn't married, or, or he claimed that he was essentially gay. So we could live there with for these, cheap. with these, yeah, for cheap with these beautiful women. Yeah, that's that was why he was in the show. That's too much drama. Too much drama, drama, drama. Too much drama for your mama. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to uh, to another. There, there's quite a bit to talk about. Let's go back to um, ape drape. Exactly. Let's talk about all different words for mullet. Yes, there's. Uh, so a shong. The what, shong. What is a shong? I, did a you shong look all this up? Yeah, I did. Okay. Of course, I did. Okay. A shang. I okay. So when I first looked up shang, I saw a old martial artist who was the third apprentice for the Ip Man. Wait, martial artist? Oh, Mart. Okay, martial artist. Completely I was thinking, like, different. I was thinking Kung like, Fu Records, though. Was that tie-in? Is that weird? That could, what is yeah. that? No, What's you're going probably on right. You're probably right. But when you said martial, I was thinking like martial amps. No, okay. martial martial arts. Martial, 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 martial. I put my hands on my hips. <laughs> <laughs> Where did they get Kung Fu records from? Where did they get Kung Fu from? I don't... I think I read it recently, but I don't remember what. Okay, so like Shang, there's an actual thing for... Another word for a mullet. I mean, this whole song is about mullets. Mm -hmm. Ape Drape. 
until this song, even since this song, I've never heard anybody call a mullet an ape trape. I never heard anybody call a mullet anything besides a mullet. Yeah, exactly. But a shong is a mullet. But it's also the third like uh, apprentice for the Ip Man who trained people like Bruce Lee and other famous martial artists in the... What do you call it? Fuck, man. I can't blow... What, what did he practice? Uh, what is... I don't Kung know. Fu! I know, but there was a... Are you trying to refer to like the particular style? Put your fingers up like this. Like that? There we go. That's what the song is, yeah. And so I never knew until until this until this song. It just it, that's a it's a mullet, just like a norco a norco neck warmer, <laughs> norco neck warmer. That's a nor yeah. You could drive to Riverside and get one too. I got a norco neck warmer. That's hard to say. It is very difficult. Norco to say. norco neck warmer. Norco neck warmer. How does how does he say it? How does Dave say it over and over again? I got a norco neck warmer. That's. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible, <laughs> but I, th- I I almost think like he uh, made half of these up because the shong uh-huh. I couldn't. There was no like definitive thing except for some entries in like I think it was Urban Dictionary. I saw one, but I think it's probably such like a regional slang term. Yeah, that I think that's that's what it is. Yeah, I could see that. What were some of the, the hockey hair? Was another one. Yeah, hockey hair. Forbidden hair was another one. Forbidden hair, I always, I always assumed it was, it was like the Beatles that's haircut. That's what I thought too. Yeah, but I guess not. But again, that's that's still just a mullet because for like nobody wants a mullet. Yeah, true. I don't know. It, it it's a good song. And then there's a skullet. You like, do you know what a skullet is? I don't know what a skullet is. A skullet is when you're like Sloan. you have bald on top, <sighs> but you have long hair in the back. <laughs> were we, oh, we were watching X Files last night. And there was that yeah, one guy yeah, who yeah, had that. Guy, that guy he had, had, he had a bald, yep. but he had it was long in the long ponytail yep. in the back. The episode, the Jersey Devil. Yeah, and we're that talking about how ugly it was. It was disgusting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes, that is a that is a skullet. Oh, so nasty. Oh, that's a that's a great song. And like we were talking about earlier, Josh's drumming on this song is I think he has some of the best fills on this song. It's really great. It's really funny. Um, the bass playing I think is really good when Warren's just kind of doing his own noodling on the guitar. Uh, Escalante just plays the just the melody on the bass. You know, <laughs> the, the melody <laughs> it's really good. And Joe Escalante wrote the song too. This is his song. It's I would feel like too. this is probably like their most popular song. I'd say so. You think yeah. so? I think it's their most popular. This one or either 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 this one or like Pizza Train are probably the most popular. Or Eurobark. Okay, yeah, this song's just a just a fan, dude. You're just all over the place today. It's his fucking cup, man. It has to be this cup. There's honestly, something about it. I, honestly, what I it's think like it cursed. is is if this you is feel Carol. it's if that you feel <laughs> this is Carl's. That is Carl's. So like that cup, if you feel the outside, you can clearly feel like the ridges of the characters. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in the inside, you can also feel the ridges. The riches. The riches. Yo, britches, sir. What are you talking about? Know, <laughs> okay, let's I feel like we've talked so much about this album and not anything about these songs. Oh, absolutely. So, like, two things I want to I want to touch upon is is I know her and it's if the one. government can read my mind. Another good one. Mostly just because it features Adrian Young on the bongos there. On which one? On if the government can read my mind. Really? Yeah, that weird know. sound in the beginning that like. So I've always thought the bongos are just like the. What what you would like? What you stereotypically think of the bongo sounding like? Just right? the two, the two it's little do, drums. Do, 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 do. It sounds almost like a like a mid range tom. Mm-hmm. 
But the 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 beginning part of this that weird percussion noise that's also a bongo and that's Adrian Young from No Doubt. Okay, should I play that song? Yeah, at least it's like the intro parts. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Uh, you are a little bit crazy, but that's fine. Here it is. From the Vandals. Good song, man. But it, this is like uh, one of the songs that's not really funny, but it's just, it's good. I think this song bridges the old Vandals with the new, much like this album does. In because what way? the fact that it's called If the Government Could Read My Mind, old Vandals. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of you. Stupid new Vandals. New Vandals. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I think this song perfectly kind of like bridges that gap. Even though Live Fast Diarrhea was like the true, I feel, bridge between the old yeah, and the new because absolutely. it was punk with goofy lyrics. This this album in particular and the song, I think, was like the the popularized version of it all. Yeah, it is. I agree with you on that one. But I think the song's bottom tier of this album. I think it's one of my, my least favorite on on the album for sure but why did we talk about oh because you're the bongos yeah because the adrian young german for no doubt uh oh fucking good he's fucking great but i don't think he was playing with his hands i think he was playing with like with sticks no he's playing with his feet (laughs) there's a video with his head (laughs) (laughs) um money's not an issue this song i think is one of the funniest songs on the record uh it's just it talks about how you know you you been stuck at home with the twins but you know you deserve a night out so why don't we just go pretty much to fast food and i'll let you supersize it sure (laughs) it's just like you think it's just gonna be like this really romantic thing but no it's just like it's like the most hick kind of almost white trash thing you No, it's the most normal thing you can do i guess like going out to eat like once a week is such like a again like going back to like the 50s right yeah Going out to eat, such like a 50s thing. Like, oh, we're going to Black Angus tonight. I don't know if Black Angus was involved in the 50s. But, but I understand what you're saying. But yeah, but like like going out to eat is, is such a such an old concept to where nowadays we eat a lot of fast food, a lot of microwave food, a lot of food on the go. We just don't eat at home. Yeah, we just we really eat at home. Everyone's busy. Everyone's working so damn Everyone hard. Just, we, we all have stuff to take care of. Every, yeah, everyone's got stuff to take care of. We're, not, we're never home at the same time. And so this whole like money's not an issue thing where he says, you know what? Tonight we're going out. Tonight it's on me. 
Can I supersize? You got it. You got it. But it's true. It's so true. It Especially is. like Orange County, okay. where like you have to struggle. You got to work so hard just to pay rent. There's no fucking way you can buy a house unless you're at least married, making like six figures. There's just no fucking way. It's true. This is the California lifestyle. If it you is. don't like it, then move. And this to is Arizona. in 1998. This is 19. This is 20 year over 20 years ago. Yeah, and it's only gotten worse. That's a good point. We're renting Frisco for one bedrooms like almost three grand now. That's true. My dad was living in a. Uh, in Koreatown in LA, he was he had a one bedroom. It was thirty two hundred dollars. Oh my god! In Koreatown, Koreatown, Korea fucking town. It's a god, horrible city. Los Angeles, horrible, horrible, horrible shit. Yeah, Los Angeles. Anyway, here's uh here's I'm gonna play Money's Not an Issue because I think it's a damn fine song. Well, I know. There's money's not an issue from the Vandals. Um, all right, so Why do you tuck it down there. Like, what does it need for that? Because I don't like when it like dangles like that. Why? I don't know. It just bothers me, so I always tuck it in. Why don't you put it on your fucking ear or loop it around your ear so it hangs? It dangles. Why this is easier? Yeah, clearly. I know. <laughs> As I'm having difficulty <laughs> with it. <laughs> so what were you gonna say? You were you were you were chomping at the bit. What were you gonna say about money's not an issue? So for one, money's not an issue. He uh, he thinks he lost money, right? And he ends up finding the money. And that's it. At the very end of the song, he says, I found 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks. Like 20 <laughs> bucks. He's like, hey, dude, 20 bucks. But that just shows you, too. Like, if you want to get deep into, like, the sociological status of this song and, mm-hmm. and where they're at in the Orange County scene, 20 bucks could, could like, feed you well at Del Taco. Taco Bell in the late '90s, true or Taco Bell like back when Del Taco actually had the three for a dollar Taco Tuesdays. Oh, they did, huh? That's Remember right. that? Like in high or school, even like um, even back in high school, McDonald's you can get, you were able to get a um, a cheeseburger for forty nine cents, dude, and a hamburger for twenty or for thirty nine cents. <laughs> How much food can that's you buy crazy. with twenty bucks? Exactly. That's why he's saying money's not an issue. Wow, that's crazy. Because he found I found twenty bucks. <laughs> that was good. All right. Uh what else do we got here? We already talked about the individual band members a little bit, especially Josh. Uh we talked about some of the cool guests on the record, yeah. like Jason Freeze, uh Brandon McNair. What was that his name? Brian uh, McNair. Gabe McNair. Gabe McNair. Um 
Also, this album was produced and engineered by Warren Fitzgerald, the guitarist. So that's pretty cool too. He did. He also did. He's in most of their records. He's produced almost all of them. I feel um, like Quackenbush does like the least amount of work. I feel that way too. Out of everybody, he does. Yeah, absolutely. Not to say that he's, that he's useless. Not, yeah, no, he's he, definitely. I feel not like he useless. does like the least amount. Like like songwriting credits. I've noticed he has the least amount of them. Yes, even compared to Josh, which yeah. is surprising. Yes. Like I don't think Quackenbush has any like soul song, soul songwriting credits. I think any of the songwriting credits he has are with somebody else. Right. So there you go. Uh, also, Warren did the artwork on this this record too. Not that it's. I don't think the artwork is very, you know, whatever. It's iconic because of the way the album turned out. Yeah, but it doesn't like have, like the Live Fast record. The artwork on that has a really cool, really kind of yeah. interesting, funny the story. The controversy behind that is fun. Yeah. And then also with the potato uh, chip. Hollywood potato chip. Yeah, yeah, that one is fun because of the controversy around it. <laughs> how stupid it is and how... Yeah. And the one Don't you have a shirt that... Yeah. Isn't your shirt based on that Daily it, Variety thing? It says, it says Daily Variety on the shirt with a giant circle and slash through it. <laughs> circle and slash through, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because and that was one of the reasons why the Vandals didn't record any music for almost a decade was because they weren't allowed to. Like according to like court filings and everything, they weren't allowed to produce anything under the, the Vandals' name until everything was said and done. And it was it took I think the whole lawsuit lasted like seven years before Daily Variety dropped it, and essentially the Vandals won. Escalante Are they? Won. Is, is is that even around? Is Daily Variety even a thing no, anymore? No, it went away. Went out of business. It, they they it was like a it, they dropped the lawsuit and then like a year and a half later daily were daily variety they they either went out of business or they stopped doing like print magazine they yeah. started just doing website like online stuff and it was all based on like third party internet stuff that the vandals had no control over no no it was no it, well, it originally started with because the vandals kind of they did copy their name only as the like font. A, as like a, like a joke, a tongue-in-cheek thing. It was just the font. But then they dropped it all. Vandals re- stopped doing it, re-released everything without that on. Mm-hmm. But then third-party online retailers started selling things like that. And then the Vandals got sued for it, and Joe Escalante said that we have no control over what people post on the internet. Exactly. It has nothing to do with us. And the, the biggest issue with that was everybody was wondering, why would Daily Variety go after like a punk, a smaller punk band when other people have also made satirical remarks or done satirical things about daily, because Variety. they thought they could bully them, they em. thought they could, and and Escalante always said like the biggest example was the Simpsons did a direct like you know satirical thing on Daily Variety, did the same exact font, did everything that the Vandals did, but <laughs> they never got sued for it, but the Vandals did, <laughs> so it was just straight <laughs> yeah, exactly. up fucking bullying. They were bullying them, yeah, and then and then I remember like Escalante said like. Here's all the information of the the law firm that's suing us. Call them and let them know that they are bullying. Like like he he put all their information online. It said that it was already public, but he he made it known that you know these are the people. These specific people are Good. the ones that are suing us. That's a very yeah. punk thing to do too. It is, and it was all within his legal right because he knows what the fuck he's talking about. He was a lawyer for many years. So. Whatever lawyer he was, but at least he he, made, he was he an he entertainment lawyer. Okay. He was yeah he was an entertainment. So he lawyer. got into lawyering. Because he was in a band that he felt was probably going to get sued. Or a band that he wanted, you know, the right... He wanted to be in control of the rights of the band and where the band was going financially. Is and that, I think that's a good way of doing it. 
is that uh, is that good on him for having the foresight to see like hey we may need legal representation in the future let's do it for free i will do it myself or is that overly controlling from a, from no, a No, I think it's band? good foresight because he's doing it in a responsible way and he was doing it to protect the rights of the songwriting integrity and just the integrity of the band in general. I don't okay. think he was doing it like for the money thing. I think he was doing it so he doesn't so him and the band don't get screwed by like the record companies and stuff by like Daily that. Variety. Yeah. And then eventually Daily Variety. Yeah. But anyway, back to this album. Okay. Uh do we want to get into anything else? Do we want to give our final thoughts? We could do so long farewells and then call it a day. Sounds good. The Vandals do a lot of covers. They and do. They, and they do them well. They do. Say. For the most part. They do them well. Even the one that you dislike, they do them well. <laughs> and uh, this is so long farewell from The Sound of Music. Should we play it first and then talk about it? I mean, I feel like everybody probably, if you played it, everybody's like, oh yeah, I know that song. Yeah. So then, is that all you want to say? Oh yeah. No, that's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's funny. I think I think the most funny part of that song is the cuckoo's part mm-hmm. when whoever is doing the cuckoo. It's really it's, good. It's so exaggerated and so high pitched <laughs> and so stupid. Yeah, but it's 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 good harms. It's good punk harms. Very good. The song is very very slow, but it picks up. <laughs> and you got the scales going into like the I don't know the do 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 like that part. Oh yeah 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 yeah. It's a good song. It's a good cover. It is it's a, a good. good it's cover. a good. Um, what do you call that? Like a good rendition. Yeah, you could say well, rendition cover. It's a cover. Interpolation. Not interpolation, because that's not a word. Are you sure? Interpretation is a word. Interpolation is not a word. I'm and I know you're looking it, right it up. Now. I am. Look but interpolation is not. I don't know. I don't know how you spell interpolation. <laughs> <laughs> Inter. Anyway. What are your final thoughts on this record? Or should I go with my final thoughts? What do you want to do? Do your final thoughts while I look up the word that is actually Final thoughts. This is the first Vandals record I ever heard. Because of Eurobarge, this is what I got into. It's not my favorite record. Some amazing songs. Great playing from all members of the band. Uh, lyrics are just top-notch. I, there's not a stinker on this album. And I absolutely respect the hell out of everybody in this band. Each individual member. I think they're all great in their own way and um you know based off of our our ranking system three is a perfect album two is a good album one is a bad album but give it a shot and zero is just so bad don't listen i'm gonna have to give this album a solid three whoa it's a perfect album man wow i'm I'm a big vandalsman but i don't like all their i mean wow not all their albums are perfect but this what one would you is give? What would you give? Internet dating superstuds. Almost a two, probably like a one point nine eight. Really? Yeah. That high? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't think I'd really give anything lower than a two. From the Vandals. I think Internet dating superstuds and Potato. I for sure give one point seven five. Everything after that, it was at least a two. Okay. So, what are your final thoughts on this one? It, or is I'm sorry, is interpolation a word? Yes, it is. No, it's not. Bullshit. Yeah, what does so it mean? um, it means th- it's a noun, the insertion of something of a different nature into something else. The first example is the interpolation of songs into the piece. No way. Yes, I'm telling you, that's what it was. <laughs> I, I thought you just fucked up and you said it. No, that wrong. that's what I feel like that this uh, fuck. So man. long, farewell. So long, farewell. Yeah, that's what that was. It was interpolation of the sound of music, and then 
the Vandals. It's a mashup. Should I say mashup next time? You could say mashup. So if your you pea brain can fucking understand. If you want to, I, I'm sorry. The, the complex. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you fucked up. Like we've n- we never fuck up words, right? I don't. Or we're fucking. Br- oh, mm, I don't. Mm, mm. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll use I'll oh, use oh, oh. I'll use easy words so your peon brain can understand the complex nomenclature of my you're, complex you're, brain. Fuck! <laughs> 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 I ain't gonna pick him up. I ain't gonna All pick right. him up. What are you gonna give this one? Oh, this one's not a three. It's not a perfect album. There are songs on here that I think are not as strong as others. However, the songs that are strong, I think, are very strong. But this is easy, 2.75. Easy. I'm surprised you even give it that high, to be honest. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do 2.75. 2.75, wow. Yeah. You surprised me. I no, no stinkers for you, right? No, there are no stinkers in this album. There's no songs that are even like... Borderline stinkers. Yeah, they're not even close. Like minimum, like or I guess maximum would be okay. Most songs are bangers to okay bangers. Oh, I think about the song okay. No, oh, the song okay is really good too. Yeah, it's a great song. Okay. All right. Well, everyone, that's it. That's all for this episode of Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening to this great episode. We there was quite a bit of ranting and quite a bit of you know vamping Mm. and kind of talking about other things but that's okay because that's what we do here on asinine radio thank you all for listening go rate review and subscribe to us on itunes follow us on social media at asinine radio and that's it that's all as jeff continues to play on this one Love it. It is a great it is a great cover. Damn, they do a good job with it. Unlike Don't Stop Me Now. Oh God, you're so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you that's what you paused for? That's all I could think of. I couldn't think of anything else. I thought for sure it'd be like four or five. You're dumb. Okay. So number (laughs) two number two for me is look what I almost stepped in. Do, do, do you want more hints or you want me to say yeah, it? Yeah, no. Or just say it. Fuck it. Who cares? You want hints or you want me to say no, it? No, say it. You want hints? No, say it. You want hints? Hints. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you who it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> get, get, it's a mashup. Should I say mashup next time? You could say mashup so if you want to. So your pea brain can fucking understand. If you want to. I, I'm sorry. The, the complex I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought you fucked up. Like, we've n- we never fuck up words, right? I don't. Or we're fucking... Br- oh, mm, I don't. Mm, mm. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll, use, I'll, oh, use, oh, oh. I'll use easy words so your peon brain can understand the complex nomenclature of my you're, complex you're brain. Fuck. <laughs> 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 I ain't gonna pick him up. I ain't gonna All pick right. him up. What are you gonna give this one? 